Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good morning, everyone. Welcome inside Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Bob Pompiani with you. Matthew Harkins is on the ones and the twos, as they say, manning everything back at the uh, station. Call 412-928-9370, and he will put you on with me. And the Hall and Capitas Law Firm. Uh, they are sponsoring the Fan Hotline, brought to you every single week by Hall and Capitas. So call us on that one. You can also uh, use the 93.7 The Fan Twitter site. That is brought to you by Jim Shorkey Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations at shorkeykia.com. Text the Edgar Schneider and Associates Fan Text Line, which is 412-928-9370. Edgar Schneider and Associates reminds you to text responsible, responsibly. Two words. After week 12, come to mind, us sucking. That was, you know, there have been a lot of great Mike Tomlin quotes over the years, but that one is right up there and a perfect illustration of what happened when it came to receivers dropping balls in that game against Baltimore. Us sucking. Listen, as he has said multiple times, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not perfect. The only perfect thing about them is their record. They are 11-0. And yet, despite all that, there's a lot of complaining going on. And it's interesting because when you do these kind of shows and the ones we have on CW, which is the sports call every night at 1035, you're going to get people who are upset about everything. And that's understandable because the head coach was upset this past week. But this week 12, I'm glad it's over. I'm just so glad it's over. It was one of those weeks that you just say, what in the world is going on with postponement, delay, more COVID tests, postponement, delay, more COVID tests? You didn't know where it was going to end up. It ended up on a Wednesday afternoon because of the Rockefeller tree uh, celebration they had, which is crazy that the NFL would settle for that over a tree lighting ceremony. But I guess, you know, it's the power of promotion uh, that NBC had promoted all that, and they didn't want to change the date. But 3.40 in the afternoon... Um, I got to look at the ratings. I did not see them, but I suspect they'll be down compared to what they would have been in prime time. But anyway, they got the game in. I'd like to know what you thought about not only the game, but a 3:40 start time. And do you think down the road that the NFL, by virtue of going through all of this COVID rescheduling, may take some of the good that comes with it and utilize it in future schedules? I think that's an interesting conversation to have because... You know, they found out that they don't need four preseason games, much to my chagrin. I think coaches love them. I love doing them. I know Charlie Batch loves doing them. But at the same time, they got none this year. And it didn't seem like it really affected too many people. There were a lot of concerns about injuries, about whatever. And it didn't happen that way. So I'm sure they're going to look at some of these 
additional start times and try to figure out what they can do to utilize them moving forward. I don't like Wednesday at 3.40. I hated it. I thought it felt terrible. I thought the play uh, was terrible on both sides. Of course, when you have 36 guys dressed, that's pretty much it on the roster, as uh, the Baltimore Ravens did. Another interesting question to bring up is about that is how serious is the NFL when it comes to, quote, player safety? You know, I, I've said this from the beginning with all sports. I mean, it goes back to March and April when we were discussing it. I thought they would all do what they have to do to get their seasons in. However it looks, it looks, but they're going to get seasons in. They're going to crown champions. They did it in the NBA. They did it in the NHL. They did it in baseball. And there were some outbreaks in baseball that made you think there was never going to be a conclusion of the season. But somehow they figured it out and got together. But this now makes you wonder about player safety in that this game was played despite 10 straight days of positive tests. In fact, two the day before Baltimore flew to Pittsburgh. And one of those positive tests, he practiced with the team that day. So if you're really wanting to know if they're serious about player safety, and I think they are, but I also think, you know, the fine line is player safety, complete the schedule. Player safety, don't utilize a week 18. Player safety, it's important, but more important is getting these games in. That's how I come away thinking about this. When you have positive tests in 10 straight games, and if you're saying that's what we're going to utilize to figure out whether or not we play a game, and yet you still play the game, I, I, you know, that's you question that uh, in every way. At least I, I do. Uh, I, I think they sincerely are doing what they have to do, but I also think you just can't stop the positive tests from coming. That's just where we are right now. So they do their best to isolate. I have not seen anything from the Ravens or the Steelers that would indicate there was, um, you know, a spread in any way. At least we haven't so far. But a lot of people even wondered why should the Ravens play the game with 36 people on the roster? Because the NFL wants to play the game. They don't want to get to a week 18. Uh, they deemed it their responsibility, and I understood that. I agree with that. I was saying that. It's their responsibility uh, as a organization. And keep in mind, this is the same organization that went from August 1st to November 1st with zero positive tests. Zero. So, to me, they did a pretty good job until one of their strength and conditioning coaches decided not to do what he was supposed to do. Took off the GPS tracing bracelet, didn't wear masks, didn't do the things he was supposed to do, and you can see how contagious this virus is. Now, thankfully, with regard to professional athletes, it doesn't really do much other than delay them for a couple of weeks, 10 days. You haven't seen anyone, from, to my knowledge, go into the hospital, but the bigger issue is the spread. And there are people outside of the organization you can spread it to, and the consequences there can be more uh, drastic. So that's what it's all about. But the NFL will get this season in. Uh, and if they got through this hurdle, they'll get through any other hurdle that's coming their way. I saw that the Seattle Seahawks are the only team that has not had a positive test since training camp. That's pretty impressive, whatever they're doing out there in Seattle. Uh, but, I, but, hey, listen, it is a season, however you want to look at it. It's an 11-0 record. I want to hear what you say about that 11-0 record. Because last I checked, winning is the ultimate stat. That's what you want. And I can tell you this. If the Pittsburgh Steelers had not been 11-0, and some of their losses were to Garrett Gilbert, to uh, Jeff Driscoll, to Jake Luton or RG3, people would have been calling this station and complaining vehemently. How could you let that quarterback beat you? How could you let that team beat you? 
but they didn't. None of them beat the Steelers. They're 11-0. Do they have a lot of things to correct? Absolutely. Do they have concerns? Absolutely. But they're 11-0. And the quick argument, the quick take is, how are they going to beat Kansas City? You tell me how they're going to beat Kansas City. Well, this is how you beat Kansas City. Somehow, somewhere, you've got to possess the ball. They've done a good job. The Steelers, despite passing as much as they have, still pretty good with time of possession. And, yes, it's not an ideal situation in terms of what people around here expect with running numbers. The running game is not their strength. They've identified it. It's clear. It's Ben Roethlisberger. And the strength is moving the ball. Just like Tom Brady has done for most of his career in New England, with dinking and dunking underneath, go deep once in a while, keep that uh, honest part of your game, but pretty much that's it. However, I still maintain, and I always will maintain, that you better have the ability to call up a run game on certain places you need it to be successful. You have to have that part of it. You have to have that ability to know you can trust that part of the game. Do the Steelers trust that they do? I don't know. They haven't shown it. Normally on third and short, fourth and short, they're going to go empty backfield and and throw the ball. That's what they identify as their strength. And, again, the numbers wouldn't indicate something at the beginning yet. You wouldn't have thought 51-20 to is the pass-run breakdown in that game against the Ravens, who were completely uh, depleted up front. They had a lot of guys out with injury, and yet that's what the Steelers did. They passed it anyway. Because instead of saying, we're going to attack what you do, uh, and we think that that defensive line is is uh, you know depleted. We're still going to do what we do, and you try to stop it. And what they do is pass the ball. And before you tell me that it was the wrong philosophy, I will tell you this: went back and looked, and we counted all these drops. Now I maintain there were seven drops. Deontay Johnson leads the NFL in drops. Now, if you're going to employ this philosophy, you better make sure you secure the ball, because what comes with it is a lot of yards after catch, and they need that. Dropping balls not only stops a drive, but it stops the clock when you need to, you know, talk about possessing the ball and keeping the clock on your side. Again, getting back to Kansas City, you do it by possessing the football. You also do it with a defense that's capable of dealing with Patrick Mahomes. And that is now a question concerning the Steelers with no Devin Bush or with no Bud Dupree. That's hard to contain good quarterbacks, especially that quarterback when you have to keep him where you have to keep him and not let him. He doesn't run necessarily to run. He just run, moves around to keep pockets alive. And, boy, he's good at throwing the ball. No matter what uh, his feet are angled to do or his shoulders, he just he zips it. He knows how to get it there. He's a remarkable quarterback. But there is a way to do it. They would have certainly had a lot more success, I think, if they had Bush and Dupree in there if they ever do play this matchup. And they may never play this matchup. Who knows? But the bottom line is that's how you do it, and I think their defense is good enough to take the ball away a couple of times. That's the other part of the recipe. I think if you look at the game that Kansas City played against the Raiders, the Raiders took the ball away. That's what you have to have. And the Steelers, for their part, are good. They lead the NFL in doing that. They take the ball away. You have to have a couple of those. Change the possession. Change the field. Score points off those, and they've done that. They have to do that in that game, or else it's going to be tough. Now, as we analyze that game, the other thing you may say, well, the Steelers have these injuries. We're assuming Kansas City goes injury-free the rest of the way. This game may not even look close to what it may look like if it's played in January for the AFC Championship. You can have injuries to some of their big names on offense. And what if they should lose Kelsey? Or what if they should lose Kareem Hunt? Or not Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, who's been uh, outstanding at what he does. And if you saw that game last week, man, 
He got AFC Player of the Week, uh, Tyreek Hill, but I thought Pat Mahomes should have got it because he put the ball right where he had to, and some of those windows were small. Anyway, that's what you have to stop with them. If they get a couple of injuries to people like that, I think you're in a situation where you can take advantage of it, and that's what the Steelers have to hope for. But I want to know what you think at 412-928-9370 because we're going here, and I want to hear what you think of their 11-0 record. And if you're complaining about it, Man, I mean, they've won games. They've figured out ways to win games. And, yeah, it doesn't look pretty most of the time. Yeah, they are not trending the right way based on their play versus what it was earlier in the season. But they're still winning games. And I think that is important for teams, to know that they can win games, that they can pull them out at different times. I think we're underplaying that, and we're overplaying the fact that they can't run the ball to the tune of 200 yards a game that they're, you know, beating bad quarterbacks. Again, if they had lost to Jake Luton, if they had lost to Jeff Driscoll, if they had lost to any of these people, including Carson Wentz, who's having an awful year. I mean, he, he leads the NFL in interceptions. Carson Wentz, you wonder why Philadelphia is struggling. Well, he is really struggling. But if they had lost to those guys, people would have been complaining about not getting the job done. Typical, quote, Tom losses. Well, they haven't had any of those. They've won every single game. Can they go 16-0? and We'll talk about that. And when you look at the roadblocks ahead, potentially. Which is the biggest one? I'll tell you what I think mine is. I want to hear what you say as well. I want to remind you, our show is brought to you by the good people of Allegheny Health Network, Health for All. AHN doing a great job on COVID and the frontline help. Those, those caretakers are unbelievable, and the caregivers uh, in all facets of it. It's just incredible how good they've been in helping so many people. Also, PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one, Cochran, go one better. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, they've got your back, not your wallet. And Ireland Contracting, visit IrelandContracting.com. They are the title sponsor of the nightly sports call. You can watch seven nights a week and after Steeler games on Pittsburgh CW and KDKA-TV. As we continue at 412-928-9370, the number of the Hall and Capitas hotline right here at the fan. Call and air your opinions. And, of course, the big loss the other day, in a win, was Bud Dupree as he leaves late in the game, non-contact, got his leg twisted in the grass, the turf, whatever, and uh, tears his ACL, done for the season. First of all, you feel bad for a guy who's worked so hard to get to this point. He's operating on a franchise tag, and now you wonder about long-term money that he may get uh, because it was setting up for a big off season for him. It may not have been here, but it would have been someplace, and now that uh, likely will not happen. But will he be back here as a result? That could be. Who knows how this is going to play out. But it's a big loss. So another question I want to throw out there. There have been a lot of names mentioned. As soon as this happened, uh, our colleague Charlie Batch put out there and floated the idea of 42-year-old James Harrison coming back. Not to play a lot, but to play at certain situations. Can he still get it done on the edge? Clay Matthews is a popular name. In fact, my wife, for, as soon as this happened, she said, Call Clay Matthews. Now, he's been injury-prone in his life, in his career. I'm not so sure. I like what they have with Alex Highsmith. I think he is a quick learner. The coaches love the fact that he absorbs everything. He put it on the play right off the bat in the Ravens game when he got victimized by a play and then later intercepted Lamar Jackson on the same exact play, which he learned from. Uh, I think they drafted him for a reason. It may not be... Uh, you know, to come in this year and be a stud, but he's going to be the first man they call upon. Can they use some help there from, you know, an insurance point of view? Absolutely they could. Uh, Kansas City did it last week. 
uh, or last year, I should say, with Terrell Suggs. They brought him in very late in the season, and people wonder about Suggs. You know, he contributed. He wasn't a mainstay, but he contributed. Can someone help? Sure. But they believe what they have with Alex Highsmith. That's why they drafted him. It's not unlike what they did with Spillane. They trust these guys who they coach. They see it, and he's going to be the first man up. It's still not going to be the same as Bud Dupree, and that's going to be a problem moving forward. Uh, what your expectations are, just as Spillane cannot do what Devin Bush can do. Uh, we saw more of Avery Williamson last week. So I want to talk about that. Would you have a problem with James Harrison coming back to Pittsburgh? Let's go to Scotty in Nantucket Island, who joins us here on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hello, Scotty. How are you today? Hey, hey, Bob. Good morning. It's great to hear your voice way up here. I love it. Uh, I'm glad you're, so glad anyways, you're listening. Uh, yeah, oh, every morning, and, uh, and uh, I can't get a hold of the CW, but I'd love to. But uh, anyways, uh, Bob, two quick comments and then one question for you that puzzles me. And uh, and if you can, let me on the line, and I will hush. I just want to be able to hear your answer. First of all, um, tripping uh, team, maybe Cleveland. Um, second of all, um, I don't, you know, a win's a win, and I don't think you can look forward to Casey. I think you just got to do what you can do to get home field in a, in a first round bye. Now, my question, Bob, for you is after the whole debacle that the Ravens uh, organization caused with all these move arounds and everything, why are the Steelers scheduled to play at 5 o'clock on Monday and the Ravens on Tuesday? That's Thanks, Bob. And again, please let me uh, hear your answer. Thanks. Yeah, so much. I had the same question because it was Baltimore who was. Uh, the genesis of all of this rescheduling, and yet they get to play a day later, which helps them with Lamar Jackson coming back. And by the way, RG3 is out on the IR, so it's going to be Trace McSorley as his backup. But I thought the same thing. Uh, Tuesday would have given the Steelers one more day. Think about Washington. They're going to have 10 days, 11 days before they play the Steelers. So that should be a prep advantage for them. The line started at 10. It's now down to 7. That tells me people are betting on Washington. Uh, not that that matters. I'm just saying it's normally an indication of how people feel about the game. So, Scotty, my, I agree with you. I thought, if anything, those two originally it was set up to be that way. I thought that they were going to move the uh, Ravens to Monday at 5, and then it became Tuesday at 5. I didn't understand that. So, But thank you for the call, and you're right. Uh, Cleveland can be a tripping up spot. I don't think there's any question. The last game of the year, the Browns have a big game coming up this week against Tennessee. For me, it's a statement game. They have to win that game to make people believe that they are a legitimate playoff contending team. And they can win that game. you got the two best ground games going head-to-head in that one with Derrick Henry versus what they got, the two-man show of uh, Chubb and Hunt in Cleveland. So that should be fun to watch. But I, I think Buffalo, if, if I'm going to make a, a, a pick here, Buffalo's the team I would watch. It's the, the, you know, the third game and the 12th day of this thing coming up, which has been overblown, to be honest. I mean, they're going to play 12 Three games in 12 days, that's okay. They, they've done it before. But Buffalo's a tough place, even without people in the stands in Buffalo. Uh, typically in December, you go up there, you're going to have a tough one. And, and especially with this team, this defense is pretty good, and Josh Allen's really uh, arrow pointed up on him. So that, to me, is the one area they can trip. Indy's good, but they'll be coming here. I think the Steelers will handle them, and that Cleveland game at the end could be something as well. 412-928-9370, let's go out to Bob in Mount Lebanon. Hello, Bob, how are you? I'm doing great, Bob. Great show as always. 
Appreciate hey, Bob, uh, Mike Tomlin and Randy Feener won't tell you this, but I firmly believe that they don't have much faith in the running game. You, you have three below-average running backs. Uh, James Conner, great guy. He beat cancer, but he's not an NFL running back. It's, it's going to catch up with him, Bob. Uh, uh, Chuck Noll used to always say you, you win championships with a great uh, running game and a great defense. They have the great defense, but... Uh, you can't have uh, Ben Roethlisberger throwing 50 times a game, and you're in the red zone, Bob, like they had third and goal, and they're throwing the ball, which tells me they don't have much faith in the running game. That should be their top priority next next year, Bob, is to find a good uh, running back. And the trip-up game, Bob, is, is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Steelers will beat Washington. But Buffalo is is going to be a be a trip up game for them. And as far as Harrison, Bob, um, he left here on bad terms. He he ridiculed Tomlin. There's no way he's coming back here, Bob. And uh, you keep up the great work, Bob. And uh, like I said, you have a great show, buddy. Thanks, Aunt. appreciate it, Bob, and happy holidays to you. All right, let's go through what you said. The run game. Listen, it, 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 if it means passing 50 times a game to accomplish what they want, they'll do it. I think they've identified that's who they are. People always talk about what is their identity. I, I think all you got to do is look at the 11 games. What we've seen is a team that will pass more than it runs. Whether that's they don't have confidence in it, whether they don't have confidence in the offensive line because there have been some changes there, uh, I don't know. But it hasn't been statistically very good for them. I do believe that you need to dial it up when you need to dial it up, and you better trust it. That's a problem. So I don't know that I see that right now, and I think that's something that is important. I mean, you may say oh, it's not important because they're a pass-first team and they complete their passes and they're doing it well. Fine. But, again, a team like Baltimore, uh, they're run-heavy. So is Tennessee, run-heavy. They met last year, and the run-heavy Titans won the game. They went all the way to the AFC Championship with that philosophy first. Uh, and I'm not suggesting they have the people to do it. What I am suggesting is when you are in a, you know, a situation where a run is the best option, or at least should be, then you better trust what you have. Because if not, then other teams are just going to suspect that you're going to do what you always do, and that is throw the ball on an empty set. Now, Derek Watt is here, and I haven't seen much from Derek Watt. I'd like to see more. I thought they brought him in for a reason that went beyond special teams. I've not seen that. And as far as Harrison, my guess is they will not bring him in. Uh, we're going to talk with Charlie tomorrow on our pregame show. We're still on Sunday, even though the game's Monday. It's 11.30 a.m. on KDKA. But Charlie has made it seem like not only he thinks they're going to do it, but he would do it. Uh, I think, you know, 42 is 42. And even though he's in great shape, just look at the television commercial when he does a form tackle on the guy. Uh, but he, to, to expect a 42-year-old who hasn't played in a while to come in here and make a difference, I'm not so sure that's the right way to go. Let's go to Brian in Dormont. Brian, how are you this morning? Hey, Bob, let me go down the punch list. Uh, there is no points for second place. We'll never apologize for being an 11-0. Harrison coming back, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I know a time uh, heals all wounds. Trip up game, Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Um, oh, they have my. nothing to play for. Knock, <laughs> uh, just knocking off the undefeated Steelers. Uh, uh, we're going to sleep them, and then uh, we're going to get uh, uh, blown out. Um, but the reason I called was a totally different topic. The Steelers have a lot of money, probably more than basketball and in baseball. Um, why can't we pause this season either now 
if it gets out of hand because it's going up in America, COVID, so why can't we either pause it, go to a bubble, the players signed on for this, they have to be away from their families, the NFL or the NHL did it, or why can't this, why can't we postpone the Super Bowl and play until February? Why does the NFL have to do everything now and get it in exactly on time? What's so wrong with football in February, the end of February, Bob? Brian, you may still see that. I'm not ruling that out. I don't think they're ruling it out. I think they want to do their best, and they believe that if people follow the protocols, that they will be fine. And that's their statement on this. And they've shown you, Brian, that even if you don't follow the protocol, they're going to try to do it on schedule. Yes, I think pausing the, the, you know, if you want to do it that way for a couple of weeks, that could be something that is doable. Have teams just get this COVID thing if they have concerns. But, but largely they don't. If you look at the numbers, Brian, take away that Ravens outbreak, they have not had many positive tests. And when they do, they seem to isolate people, do what they got to do, and it doesn't become a spread. So I think overall they're still very uh, bullish on their way of doing things, and they think if it's done properly, it can be done. Now, if it gets to a point where it becomes a problem and there's, a, there's an outbreak and it becomes a multiple-team outbreak and it's just not possible, they will move things around. I'm very certain that they would do that. They just don't choose to do it right now. So, And as far as you saying Cincinnati, now that's a bad team that doesn't have their best player, and I don't know what I would expect from Cincinnati, but it, it could be. I mean, in this year of seeing all these bad games with quarterbacks who people don't even recognize, that could be one of those games. I just wish the people, you know, it seems like we love to complain around here, and I get it. But at the same time, appreciate what you got, you know. Uh, this, is a, this is a football team that's given a lot of, uh, a lot of pride to the uh, region, a lot of things to do other than complain about the number of COVID tests and results. And by the way, I should point out there are a lot of people who've overcome COVID, too, and we never seem to point those numbers out. I think that's important to do, too, in context. But, you know, they're 11-0. You may not like how they've gotten to 11-0, but you'd like it a lot less if they were 9-2 and and they lost to Jeff Driscoll and they lost to Jake Luton. You know, you can't control what other teams have to go through. All you do is you can control how you win a game, and they've won games. Yes, they look like they have some issues now with Dupree out, with uh, Devin Bush out. Yes, they haven't been crisp. But I believe as they go down the stretch with some of these games, and they've went, they've gone through this week 12. I would just throw it out. It was an ugly week. There was starts, stops, starts, stops. I expected ugly. Not maybe that ugly, but I expected ugly. But they're 11 and 0, and I think you should appreciate that. We got some tweets in here at KD Pump. Max Beagle says uh, maybe because the Steelers are hanging on to win against poor teams and they don't look strong enough to survive. Well, Max, they've looked strong enough to survive 11 games so far, and they've won every single one of them. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why they don't get the kind of respect is because of the way these wins have come. And I understand that, but I don't agree with it. Nationally, nobody mentions the Steelers as a team that's going to uh, win a Super Bowl. They had a, a – I think it was uh, Mike Greenberg, who I like Mike a lot, but he put – who was going to get their second Super Bowl first between Rodgers and Wilson and Breeze? You know, Roethlisberger's going for three Super Bowls. And, again – Given what he's gone through, given the total redone elbow surgery to his throwing elbow, and to come back and do what he's done, I think, again, if not for Alex Smith, this is a slam dunk. He's comeback player of the year, and maybe he still will win comeback player of the year. But Alex Smith has had one hell of a season considering where he was and where he is, and that's next up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will take a break. 
More calls on the way at 412-928-9370. We're back with more Bob Pompiani shows brought to you by Allegheny Health Network, PNC Bank, Number One Cochrane, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, and Ireland Contracting. Also want to remind you the best place to hear about everything black and gold football-wise before every game is the Black and Gold Game Day Report on 93.7 The Fan. Presented by J.P. Roofing and Siding and Tri-State Office Furniture three hours before every game. And we got you covered with all you need to know from around the league with our black and gold people everywhere. Brought to you by Morrison Kitchen and Bath Armstrong Business Solutions and Yinzers in DeBerg. There's some good news. The Steelers practicing today with Stefan Tuitt. He has just been activated from the COVID-19 list, so he will play against Washington on Monday. Uh, and that's a big thing because they need some help on that defensive line. The more of these games you play, especially in short windows, <clears throat> not enough full weeks in between, they haven't had a full bye week really since week three when they were supposed to get one. So it's going to go be like 13 weeks of straight football. You'll see, as Mike Tomlin likes to phrase it, division of labor. And that, you know, increasing for everyone in an effort to keep people fresh as they go down the stretch. So that is certainly big. We're talking about whether or not you'd bring in James Harrison, whether or not you'd bring in Clay Matthews as insurance to Alex Highsmith. And also, what's your biggest trip-up game for the Steelers? Mine would be the Bills. Cleveland a close second to go undefeated. And how important is undefeated? You know, if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, Baltimore was 14-2 and last year. They lost first round, and people thought their season was a, was a disappointment and or failure. What would it take for you, and how important is it to get 16-0? and My view, if you have a chance, you go for it. I realize some people would be playing who otherwise wouldn't. There is risk in that, but I think they also have history in mind in these situations. I'd like to hear from you at 412-928-9370. we got Harry in the West End. Harry, how are you? Westview, Bobby. What's going on in Westview? I'm sorry. That's My bad. okay. Hey, uh, what does the passing game being good ever set up the running game? Uh, well, you're, you're saying you know what I mean? they always say the set up the run? Sets, they always say the running game sets up the passing game. Right? Well, that's play action. You know, play right. action is important, and if you can make people come into the box to respect the run game, the opportunities down the field seem increased. At See, I'm wondering if the same thing couldn't happen in the passing game. They haven't well, seen should. us run yet. They haven't seen us run yet. I mean, as far as Connors being hurt, that's a big worry. I mean, as far as the running game goes, which always is a worry. But um, well, he's not hurt though. He's on the COVID list, so he will right. be back also. Although I haven't seen him activated yet, so I'm not sure about him. Yeah, but I just think you stick with what's working. And our weapons are our receivers, so why not use your strength? Yeah, I think that's what they've shown you. There was no reason to pass the ball 51 times in that game. They led largely throughout the whole thing, and instead they passed it 51 times. I think that's confirmation of what they are, which is a team that likes to run the football or pass the football. Uh, so, I, you know, bottom line is as long as it's successful, that's fine. I still believe while you don't have to run the ball, the lion's share, even 60, 40, 50, 50, what you do have to do is dial it up and trust it when you have to dial it up. That, to me, is important moving forward. And if you don't do that, you know, you're, you're playing into a game where you can give the defense a nice advantage for them, where they don't have to necessarily look at the run as a threat. And I still think they're good enough to run the ball and trust it when they need to, but they have to show more of that, and they haven't so far. All right, Mad on the cell joins us here on the Bob Pompiani Show. What's up, Mad? Why are you hey. mad? Why can't it be happy on the cell? <laughs> no. no, you know me, Bob. I'm 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 pretty chipper, chipper guy. Good okay. to speak at you, buddy. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Let's talk baseball. 
No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, as far as Harrison is, um, uh, he was, I mean, he was a Nikon when he was here. He was he mainly responsible for two Super Bowls, greatest play in Super Bowl history possibly. And I want to remind everybody that he, that it was the Steelers that started it because he was their best bull rusher that year and they weren't playing him. And that was a real insult. And I, I, would have seen him doing any darn thing for that reason. The Steelers, the Steelers screwed him. How can you say that when they, you know, they eventually gave him the ultimate shot that led to his career? He's one of the all-time Steelers bests. There uh, well, are some I, who think he should be all on Hall of Fame. I'm not going that far, but he is one of the best players uh, to he, to play in, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, How did they should, screw him? He, he should be. Well, he should be Hall of Fame, uh, but, uh, well, he was their best, and everybody admitted this, and all the commentators said he was their best bull rusher uh, they had in the linebacking corps uh, the year he left, and they weren't playing him, and that's a, uh, to me, that would be, that's a terrible insult. And they make him sleeping at meetings sound like, uh, like he punched somebody in the face or something. Big deal. Well, it's not a big deal if you're the guy who's supposed to be the leader of that group. They didn't like that. They, you know, that that sends a bad message. You're not paying attention. Anything is being instructed well, by coaching why, staff. Why didn't they play him if he was their best uh, bull rusher that year? Maybe they thought he had lost it. Maybe they thought he wasn't. You know, and he he did not leave on the best of terms, which I think may contribute to this. Although, oh. you know, the Steelers are also in a business. If they think that he could help them at ten snaps a game, sure. they'll bring oh, him in if could. they think that. He could, with all he knows. All those leverage points, uh, he could uh, have a uh, get a breath and go in, and every once in a while he'd be terrific. And and I, I think there's a, a large percentage of fans that are all for him, or the rest of them just have short memories of what he did. He uh, James is great. Yeah. Oh, he in his heyday he was the best at what he did. He and Woodley together game. Uh, so yeah, I get that. But he's also 42 years old. You know. That's a different part of your game. Yeah. What's that? Hey, hey how's the uh, woodpecker? Is he still? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from the woodpecker, which is a good right. thing. I don't want to deal with that woodpecker anymore. And I think he's gotten a notice. He's he's moved someplace else. He's certainly torching some of If anyone runs into woodpecker problems, I've become an expert on it now, so call me. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. 412-928-9370. I want to know about your trip-up game, and how important is it for you as a fan to see a team go 16-0? and In the second hour, I also want to talk about the state of the NHL, where they are right now. They have floated the idea of playing some outdoor games to start this season in an effort to get people in attendance. They need a gate, more so than any of these sports. Now it's looking like a start in mid-January on a 56-game season. I think that's fine. I think they have to get a season in. I, I think they really want to get a season in. There are some people who believe they don't have to do anything until October. Just forget it. Do it at a normal time. By then, we'll be in the free from this COVID, which we should be. I don't go that way. I want to see something. Uh, I miss hockey. I miss hockey on Thanksgiving night, the night before Thanksgiving. I, I miss hockey. I miss it in Christmas time. We're, we're, this is normally a very active month uh, at PPG Paints Arena. We're missing all of this. I think it's it's time to get this stuff back. The NBA has already started their training camp. They got their first game coming up on December 22nd and a full slate of games on December the 5th, 25th, Christmas Day. The NHL needs to get together. 
It sounds easy. It's not because the players do not like what the owners have done with changing the CBA last uh, summer as they headed to their bubble. It's, it's, a, it's a problem. But there's got to be some compromise, and these two teams have worked well together. Two teams, I mean, the players' union and the owners. They have to work well now and get it, get something done. I hope we see something January the 15th. What do you think about that? And what do you think about the Steelers going 16-0? and We'll talk about those issues when we continue. I want to first remind you that our show is brought to you by the good people of Allegheny Health Network. Always trust them at AHN. They get the job done on the front lines, especially of COVID care. PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one, Cochrane, go in style and go one better with number one, Cochrane. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, they've got your back, not your wallet. And Ireland Contracting, you can watch the Ireland Contracting nightly sports call seven nights a week on Pittsburgh CW starting at 1035. We always take your takes. We're looking for opinions, and that's where we do it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.